Fancy parties. Drunk animals. Ooh. Actually, no, that's not actually a good topic. We should do... Um, if you're going to a classy party, what beer would you bring? Kind okay. Of, kind of piggybacking off the last episode. Perfect. Hello, everyone, and welcome finally to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting another beer. Brendan, and I'm joined by Stephen and Rob, and today, apparently, we're talking about classy beers for fancy parties. Now, some of you might be wondering what a classy beer is and how it differs from other beers and all that, and we're going to get into that in thorough detail, starting with a quick definition from Rob. Quick definition. I was going to say, I don't know what a fancy beer is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with a fancy party then. Let's start with a fancy party. Sure, you're talking like um, like a tuxedo, like a formal party? Yeah, I think anything where you're you're not wearing jeans. Suit minimum. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Suit and tie? N- no jeans and a jacket. Although if your net worth is over $10 million, then you're allowed to wear jeans. Hell, if your net worth is over a million, you can just, you know, like appear to be like, I guess nowadays would be like a developer or something like that. It's like, oh, that guy, he's wearing a hoodie and a t-shirt, but he's worth like a trillion dollars because he's got a stock in Facebook or whatever. So. Yeah, but that, that's, I'm kind of using the, the 10 million <laughs> as the, the, the dividing line because I actually, I, I don't think the thank the NDP for much, but this is one I'll <laughs> thank them for is they gave a very clear definition of the 1% and that was $10 million or above net worth. Hmm. Which in Alberta is, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of people at various oil companies and energy companies sort of thing that, yeah. That might yeah, be there, yeah. yeah. But, but either way, it's a, that's that's kind of your dividing line. for If you're above that, you can wear jeans and it can still be a fancy party. But for everybody else in the world like us, you have to be wearing a suit. No jeans, okay. collared shirt, all that sort of stuff. Okay, so if we're at a James Bond party. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm thinking like... Everybody else around you is ordering martinis. So I would say it's probably usually a small serving size or a smaller serving size. You're not getting it in a 20-ounce pint glass. It's probably... You're definitely not getting it out of a bottle. Well, well no, actually, no. You might be getting it out of a bottle. The 32-ounce it... Thunder Mug doesn't count either. No, it, it's coming out of a bottle, but they like they pop it at the bar, and then they pour it. That's what I meant, and, is and you're yeah, not drinking yeah. it out of a bottle. Yeah, and then it's probably a higher alcohol percentage. And it's probably like barrel aged or, you know, it's got, mm-hmm. you know, something going on with it that, uh, uh, you know, makes it better and, you know, better than the common folks beer. Like a barley wine. That, is that your answer? I guess so. we'll go with barley wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, what is a barley wine? Oh, my God. Hey, no, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Wikipedia right now. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Barley wine is usually a really high percentage beer. And uh, when you brew it, you're not usually serving it right away. It's typically cellared like what you would do with a wine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so usually double-digit di- APV or ABV sort of thing. It's, you know. Yeah, you're looking like 10 or above percent. Yeah. And... Um, and you're going to age it for about a year or two, minimum. And uh, and the reason for that is because you're not force carbonating it. It's going to be carbonating inside of the bottle. So the yeast is going to be doing its thing in there. And it's going to be munching away on sugars and just kind of going to town and carbonating that beer. But also changing the flavor. So if you drank it, quote unquote, fresh, and then you let it cellar for... A year or two, it's going to taste different if you manage to get one. They 
<laughs> we're able to taste them side by side with it really hard <laughs> so but uh, yeah so actually brendan did this recently with uh well at the time it was an experiment in uh, a winter beer but uh we tried some your last weekend or a weekend and a half ago uh yeah actually so it was over over a year ago i had made this initially and i we talked about it on a previous podcast episode i don't remember which number about great mistakes yes <laughs> um so this is the the higher ABV winter ale that I had made. Um, everything boiled over. It was a big mess and all that sort of stuff. But I ended up with a seven or an eight percent beer um, mm-hmm. of the intended five and a half six. And when you first tasted it, because I remember tasting it when it was still pretty fresh, it was harsh. It was harsh. Like it, like you literally tasted the alcohol going down. Like it's, that alcohol breath. And it's it was. Like, Ooh, it was whoa. ethanol with a winter spice finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, not not great. And but the interesting so I drank some of it, I bottled a bunch of it. And over the course of the past year and a bit, every now and then I grab a bottle of it and taste it. I'm like, okay, what's changed? Is it still all right? Is it still all right? Has it gotten better? Um and it was no, 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 no. Um and then yeah, last weekend we had a couple bottles left. We opened them up and they were mellow nice. yeah that was the suit like were, a very interesting thing it was like um that harsh alcohol taste was gone and you got all of like that low level flavors that were getting masked by that they yeah. all came to the surface and it was a easy, like almost an easy drinking ale well, how old is this beer year and a bit year and a bit yeah yeah and that's just bottle age so i mean like if if you if we were able to get it on oak or something like that it would have Mellowed quicker, mm-hmm. got a little bit of a different flavor profile in it, but I think it would have worked with the spices I had in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, it, it's definitely kind of something that's now opened my eyes. Uh, well, maybe I'll go back to that recipe because I kind of thrown it in the trash bin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll use a bigger brew pot <laughs> <laughs> and avoid boiling it up. For a yeah, but yeah, no, I like like in tasting it because I, I remember the original and being like, uh, yeah, like doing doing labor at the uh the peeper ranch it's like oh yeah no okay okay i'm I'm liquored now i'm good to go (laughs) and then (laughs) but then being at your house and being like oh yeah this is actually easy drinking but i would i'd be interested to see if it lost some of its a A pv or anything like that a bv there we go Hmm. because yeah like it because it was so much more mellow so it was was it just you know that it was the alcohol was better balance with everything else was it just that the flavor profile changed and all that i'm kind of interested to see so yeah i would bring a bar of the wine what would you bring steve i would bring monk beer <laughs> sorry that threw me for a loop there because rob looked at me and then said steve yeah i, <laughs> I did that on purpose be I, like what I would was, you do i was keeping yeah. i was keeping rob out of the corner of my eye because i'm like i think he's gonna throw it to me <laughs> So, so this I, is a lesson for our listeners. Always keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. Don't look where <laughs> but yeah, so I would bring a monk beer. So like you see them in liquor stores occasionally here and there sort of thing. Um, uh, it, again, it's an old world thing. It's not a new world thing. Um, that monasteries in Europe across like Germanic, Belgium, uh, France, all those kind of areas. Uh, the monks there brew beer. And they usually brew like a Belgian style, like a, a triple or a, you know, an, a quad kind of kind of styles. Because what they do is usually they fast for, you know, the, the month of Lent 
uh, they you know they give up you know stuff and all that and so they they true. they said now right by the way mm-hmm. that is true mm-hmm. i did miss ash wednesday i'm a bad catholic uh but so what you do is um they would they would brew the beer and they were not allowed to inhib or they would they would not drink uh, or sorry, they would drink, but they wouldn't eat anything. So what they did is they brewed beers that had enough, basically, sugars and all all those, you know, important amino acids and all that Here's kind of stuff. Here's enough nutrients to keep you alive. To keep you alive. And also, maybe get you in a higher plane state so you could speak to God. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not too sure. But so that's where kind of where the tradition is. They did really malty beers and then eventually high alcohol malty beers that would, you know, continue them going. So... Nowadays, it's not so much a practice, but what the the monks still do is they still brew beer. Now, um, I still remember the first time I bought one of these. It was, we were living in Kensington in Calgary and was, you know, waiting, waiting sort of thing and finally got a job and uh, went out and because I was like, I'm going to buy this beer because it was in as like a special pack and all that kind of stuff. And it was like two 500 mil bottles and a glass sort of thing and it was a um i can't remember the monastery but it was somewhere in france and it definitely had a french uh french name on it sort of thing and that's one of the most sublime amazing beautiful beers that i've ever had in my life the problem was is that a single 500 mil bottle was 13 (laughs) dollars like the whole package was like 40 so it's like but what what was the alcohol percentage on it Oh, it was like 8.7, 8.8, something like that. So it was pretty high. Um, And just like the flavors they got out, it was just amazing. So if I was going to go to a fancy party, I get one of those beers, maybe a little bit higher APV sort of thing. And I put it into a much smaller glass, you know, sort of thing. And I'd be like sipping it like a a sherry glass or a whiskey glass sort of thing. And just be like, yes. Mm, this is delicious. Something like that in a tulip glass or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's fancy because it's, like, it's the, you know, the pinnacle, the peak of the product. And you're, like, you you look at it and you taste it and you're, like, oh, man, like, the flavors in this are amazing. And then you go, oh, yes. Mm, uh, yes. Uh, think about uh, all those other people. Hmm, well, not to this party. Jink. And, you know, like, <laughs> click the glasses together sort of thing. That's what I would out. choose. You do the pinky out too. And well, absolutely. I and guess. as a benefit, uh, you know, there's so many monasteries in Europe that actually produce this. And it's hilarious. There's actually been a huge scalping problem in the last, like, about decade or so. Because people have realized these, these monasteries have been producing the beer for hundreds of years sort of thing. And now people are realizing, hey, I can go to the monastery, pay their price, and go resell it that the monks have had to like start cracking down on it and being like only those who are on the list only those that we kind of like trust to not like immediately put these back onto like ebay or you know trying to sell them by the case um or can buy these beers so it's it's kind of funny that uh you know as the popularity and the excellence of these beers have grown more and more over the years uh they become a little bit harder to find. Like you can still find them. Uh, there's actually a liquor store, uh, not by me, but by one of our friends, other Rob. He, uh, that uh, the uh, beer manager there always tries to bring in like 
weird European beers. He tries to buy out the stock or something like that. And I've had some very good, very excellent beers from that. And I bring one of those to a fancy party. Now, what would you bring, Brendan? Well, I find it interesting that both you and Rob... You'd be like, those both sound good. I'll just bring those things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mix it in a bucket. Things <laughs> <laughs> <Hangs> on top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I find it interesting that both of you kind of went for very, very high alcohol beers. Um. To the point where, Stevie, you said you'd bring this beer, but with a higher alcohol percentage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I, I don't necessarily agree that the highest alcohol percentage is needed for this. Because you're sipping. Um, you're just sipping the beer. I, I, I wasn't really on board with your monk idea until you kind of added that little bit where there's a little bit of history behind it. It almost becomes a piece of artwork that you're bringing to the party. Indeed. It's and monk tradition. The, yeah. What's the... There's a term for what art has to make it valuable. And it's the history and the, the continuity of who owns it and who owns it and who owns it. Any art history majors who are listening to the podcast right now, scream in vain at uh, at the screen. Just as, just shout as loud as you can. <laughs> as loud as you we'll can, and we'll, we'll hear it in the And past. when we don't hear you, we'll tell you at the end of the episode <laughs> how you can let us know what I was missing. <laughs> um, but I don't, need, I don't think you need to go to quite that length for a fancy party. I think it's enough to have... Uh, the beer has to be served in a glass, of course. And like you said, you can't drink it out of the bottle unless you're exceptionally wealthy or it's your party. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> out of the cans, even worse. So really, I mean, this isn't good for our brand for fancy parties. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, any any beer that has its own distinctive glass would work. Um, it's just trying to make uh, the correct statement about what you're, what you're there, right? So we've I, I feel like stella is a great example of this it's a relatively cheap beer relatively easy drinking beer despite what steve's opinion is towards central european um, <laughs> <laughs> um but still hate them <laughs> but i mean the the branding and the way that they've gone about marketing it it works really well for the fancy party thing you've got a glass with a gold rim mm-hmm. um, a very distinctive serving style it looks very nice in the glass when you're serving it allows you to have a nice drink at a reasonable alcohol percentage um, that gets you through the party and matches with the attire of the night, right? Now, if you do want to go to the higher alcohol percentage, the monk beers are a great idea, but they're difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, barley wine, I'm pretty sure, is served in a jug, so I don't know if that's a, <laughs> a great way. <laughs> no, you can get barley wine in any reasonable container of, like, glasses cans okay. and whatnot the, the only barley wine i've ever seen actually in person was literally served in a jug <laughs> oh, really i've always <laughs> seen them in the bombers I, i've gotten it served a few times at a, at a bar and then it's usually like the tiny glasses like they'll have the regular like 16 ounce pint glasses but if you're getting barley wine you get it like in a like a 10 ounce mm-hmm. ha- like half yeah, pint or yeah. something like that yeah so the beer that comes to mind for me though is something more like delirium tremens which is served in the tulip okay. glass. Rob made a face. I can understand. It's a very... That's my like one of my wife's favorite beers. How dare you make that face? Your wife needs better taste. <laughs> oh. You hear that, Kelsey? Shots fired. You were allowed to slap uh, him the next time you see him. <laughs> look forward to seeing that. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, but again, it kind of comes with it. Like It's served in tulip glass. It has a nice presentation. The whole elephant connotation to it. But... 
It also just has a little bit of a... Wow. That's another coriander beer. That's the fucking problem. I know. <laughs> I know. Steve's, Steve's just going to throw every competition from here on out. Just throw coriander and everything. Because he knows Rob's going to have to drink a little. <laughs> it's my secret ingredient going forward. <laughs> but there's also a bit of nostalgia for that particular beer. And it just goes, again, back to university days. But there was the university bars that we went to and then there was the fancy bar and i can't for the life of me remember the name of the fancy bar um but it was whenever we had something to celebrate we went to the fancy bar and we usually had delirium tremens or something else it was it was the one that had more than just keys or <laughs> i don't know miller one that was that. different at least yeah it was different you could get the weird beers and you can get them from bottles and so and that, that's kind of says okay that's that's what you would bring to a fancy party something from that bar it was also nicer on the inside and it wasn't uh, wasn't made as a student bar. Mm. A lot of the student bars we drank in were very clearly student bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which was good in a way because you didn't feel bad if a chair broke or yeah. shot glass. They have their purpose. Or, yeah. You know. I remember my student bar, the floor being permanently sticky because yep. they just never cleaned it. Yep. So depending on what part you want, it's like that might be blood and it might be, you know, a sticky, like a sugary drink or it just might be, I don't know, someone blowing out vomit. Well, vomit or someone blowing out their nose in that particular spot. So, yay. (laughs) So now that we've kind of brought it up, the exact opposite of a fancy party. (laughs) So it's a fancy and unfancy party. Well, yeah. He means where do you go if you're going to like just a regular house party? Yeah. yeah we'll or what, what beer do you bring to yeah. a regular house party? Yeah. Uh, Solutions Brewing. <laughs> Solutions Brewing beer. Yeah, but which beer? Uh, for me, it would be the Amber. Easy drinking. No, a little why bit would multi, you say that? A little bit sugary. No. Amazing. That's so biased. Again, you're wrong. The right answer is the blonde. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so Because you can wrong. share it with everybody and everybody will love it. <laughs> Well, there's one completely wrong answer, and it's the dark humor, because not everyone likes a stout. <laughs> That's true. Actually, in Rob's defense, a lot of people who don't like stouts love our stout. Okay, that is true. I will give him that small smidgen of allowance. <laughs> and it has a higher rating than your beer. Oh. 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 On on tap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this is quickly transitioning into an unfancy party. Here in the podcast. This is kind of fun. What did you say? And I've, and, I've, and I've almost caught up to the missing piece on that one. I'm, you're pretty close. The score is like yeah, a point, point zero two difference. I, yeah. But you know what? Spring's right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, as many of our listeners can tell we don't get invited to a lot of fancy parties so this topic <laughs> hasn't uh, had as many legs as a as the a, last fancy party wanted. i was invited to was like a birthday party but it was like a three a three-tier birthday party it's your sister-in-law what is it oh yeah, yeah yeah it was uh three three family members so there was like a, oh, a 30 a 40 and a 50 yeah a 30 okay. 50 60 or something oh, like that because yeah. it was like it was grandma I can't remember his father or uncle, and then uh, then our friend Courtney. See again, a female Courtney, not uh, your friend, the male Courtney. Again, just like never met a male Courtney in my life. So I hope to meet you in person one day, male Courtney. Anyways, 
Uh, but yeah, that was the last time I was at a fancy party because uh, there was a there was a little bit of money thrown around. There's just a bad sort of thing. It's just too bad because I was out of town for that party. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I it, 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 <laughs> it was hilarious because eventually we felt so weird at that party. We're like, yeah, it's great. We had some drinks and all that kind of stuff. We're going to go to literally anywhere else because uh, yeah, I, I don't belong. And it was hilarious too because on that, it was actually at, it was the downtown Calgary um above the hudson bay so the top floor of the hudson bay is like fancy spaces and all that kind of stuff so there was this really fancy birthday party which was awesome to go to our friends were there but again so out of place uh and then (laughs) beside us there was an indian wedding so they came out and like all of their freaking fancy dresses like bright colors all the trim and tassels and all that kind of stuff it's like we are in like the wrong I don't know, zip code, area code, anything. Wrong neighborhood, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrong neighborhood. <laughs> so we're like, you want to go to to the Bubba's down the street? Do you want to go get a fucking beer? Actually, I think we actually did go to uh, uh, Bottle Screw Bills or something like that later that night because it was like, yeah, let's go get a drink from, you know, somewhere that's closer to our level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to go to... Uh... Hop and Brew or whatever they've changed their name to. Oh, it's oh, a... Uh, like that place was interesting. It's uh, in an... It's... Oh, crap. That place Civ- reminds me of the student bars. Civic oh, Tavern. Like just, That's what oh, it's Civic called. Civic Tavern, yeah. yeah. Just, just an old... Like, solid but definitely a well-used house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a house built literally in... I think it's like 1910, 1915 or something like that. has been many things since it was a house. But... It's an old house turned barn. You can very clearly, when you go inside, know that it was an old house. Yeah, like it, it looks like an old house, like an old Victorian style, kind of like it's it's a two-story with like turrets and kind of, you know, it, it's got character to it. But then you go inside and you're like, okay, this is the original wood floor. They clear, clearly converted like the kitchen to the bar. Uh, somewhere else is now the kitchen. The uh, dining room is now an area, an area, yeah. and upstairs yeah. sort of thing, same thing. Uh, the one distinct memory I remember being at that place. Um, there, are, had, there are a few distinct memories of that place. Yeah. We'll get into that in a second. Because uh, they make they have a great beer on tap. But uh, there was there's one particular part. They had a problem with a feral cat at the time or something like that. So we get in there and you smell <laughs> cat piss. Oh, my and cause God. Because the, the feral cat had like gone in like because it was warm underneath the house. They'd gotten underneath the house and were just like, living there so just using the underneath as a litter box and so that smell was literally just coming up through the floorboards and so they were so they were trying to combat it and i haven't been back since so i don't know if they've actually fixed it or not i i hope so but like i basically sat down and was like smells like my aunt's place (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like I'll have the Belgian quad. I'll have that. I need to get drunk. <laughs> so they have a beer on tap there. Dragon's Tooth or Dragon something. Mm-hmm. Which is like their house beer. I thought it was Goldschlager was their house beer. Goldschlager is the spirit. Yeah. Oh, it's gold something. There was, a, there was a gold beer. It was a high alcohol beer. That was the the best value. I'm sure we're I'm sure we're talking about the same beer, but I I, oh, I remember it as Dragon something. But regardless, most house beers are like four percent, four and a half percent, five percent lagers, something around that. This is like an eight ish. 
eight and eight point four, eight point five, something yeah. like that. It's disgusting for what it is. And it's delicious. <laughs> but it shouldn't be a house beer. It's pretty good. It goes down pretty easy. It goes down really easy. Um <laughs> so there's definitely a couple nights where you've been there and you're like, Oh yeah, I can have three or four or five beers, whatever. So you get three beers in. <laughs> and then your night ends at seven beers because you've lost your inhibitions at that point <laughs> and you're like oh, i'm just gonna have another one it entertaining place yeah oh uh go the, there go there with a group of people you trust yes yes definitely <laughs> uh drinking at that bar is one of the few times that i thought i was some sort of like evil version of poison ivy or something like that because it's one of the few times i've literally pulled a shrub out of a it's it's roots and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I will give this as a present, and I literally pulled a shrub out of uh, a planter. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that that that's a story why, for another time. Kind of why I question your guys' choice for fancy parties to be very high alcohol beers. <laughs> because you're drinking uh, a nice high alcohol spirit, but you're having it in a nice tiny glass. So you're like, oh yes. I'm, you know, because you're usually having like a wine or a port or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I always picture. Yeah, so so you're you're or sipping brandy or something. Yeah, like or brandy. So you're sipping on sipping on it, and that's why you want a higher alcohol. So it's like you're not just sipping the equivalent of a I don't know a thimble of a, of alcohol. You're like it's like oh yes, yeah, so. that would be kind of funny to have just like two or three two or three ounces of beer at a time, and just always constantly going back. To <laughs> Bartender, refill. Two me. more fingers. That'd be terrible. That's basically beer fest, though, because it's like four <laughs> ounces. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be at uh, Calgary and Edmonton Beer Fest to give everybody their thimbles of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are officially registered in that. We are. Can't wait to see you guys. But uh, I, think, I think that might be the end of the episode. I'm just looking at Brendan. Does he got anything else? No, I got I got nothing else. <laughs> I just chose the perfect time for Brendan to get up and be like, "Hey, he's pouring what himself a beer. He left his microphone." Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? We should bring it over there and just poke him. Yeah. Hey, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and now he's invested. Like fancier glass. Yeah, there is no fancy uh, cupboard. Those, those fancy glasses don't go in the yeah, freezer. Fancy. Yeah, yeah, not not in that one. <laughs> so that, that that actually that's another rule of the fancy parties. You can't have a frosted glass. Yeah, that's I, well, generally that's true because it's to hide the taste of your crappy lager. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to a sports bar and they serve you in a frosted glass, it's usually to hide how crappy the beer flavor. Hey, is. wait a minute! Our glasses here were frosted when we had our samples. Well, it's to keep the beer cold while we're <laughs> Frosted glasses are fine in most settings, just not when <sighs> you're wearing fancy clothes, and not because of any of those proprietary reasons, but because it causes condensation. Condensation drips and can wreck your clothes. Also, if, if your clothes are ruined by some water, you need new clothes. That's what well, you're going to a fancy party, and you're only wearing these clothes once. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> If people want to tell us about fancy parties that they've attended and what beers they drank there, how can they reach us, Rob? I go to the website. Oh, my God. Don't screw this up. What's that? Don't screw this up. Yeah, no. (laughs) You guys have only seen me drink two beers. I'm like, had like a dozen days. Have you been been day drinking on a Sunday? (laughs) 
I started, wow. I started at like nine. <laughs> <laughs> as, today as, was a good day. I was going to say, as you and your roommate said, you had a good day today. <laughs> today was a good day. The Instagram post of me in the hot tub, that was after like four beers. So <laughs> that was, I was posting that at 11. So <laughs> today was a good day. So yeah, there's a contact us page on our website at solutionsbrewing.com, which leads to our uh, email, no problems at solutionsbrewing.com. And of course, we're always available on Facebook or Instagram at solutionsbrewingco. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, uh, comment, subscribe. Give us, <laughs> give us topic ideas because we love topic ideas. Yep. If you guys got something for us, let us know. We'll talk, Again, we'll talk about almost anything. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> Brendan, what are you doing? I'm looking at Instagram for this post. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> See you next time. Time.